Good morning, hello, bonjour, guten tag, hola, welcome to the Buttonista podcast. And nobody asked me, but you do not need a bar cart in your house or apartment. You don't need a bar cart. Who told you you needed a bar cart? Was it West Elm? Did West Elm tell you you needed a bar cart? Was it Wayfair? Was it your mom? Was it your trendy friend in a teeny tiny flat or studio in New York City who has a bar cart and convinced you that you needed a bar cart? Because I just don't think you need one. Here's my take on the bar cart, okay? Takes up a lot of freaking space, right? Like it's a dust collector. It takes up a lot of space. What do you put on it that doesn't look cluttered? Do you not have a cabinet for your alcohol? Do you not have a shelf for your alcohol? You can put your candles elsewhere. You can put your belongings elsewhere. But I just don't know if you need a bar cart. I had to talk myself out of it many times throughout the various moves that I've made throughout my life. And I just want you to know it's okay if you don't have a bar cart. Don't spend the $165 plus and nobody Nobody asked me for that on this Tuesday, but thank God. Thank God it is Tuesday. Welcome back to another episode of the Buttonista Podcast. It's me, Taylor Miriam Rayo, your Buttonista. And listen, even though my coffee tastes like shit this morning, I should have just gone to Stewart's. It's time to clean out the bun. Not clean your bum. You should be washing your ass every night, girls. Wash your ass and every morning. Oh my God, by the way, I got totally tricked on an Instagram poll the other day someone that I follow put up a poll that said are you a nighttime showerer is that a word showerer or a morning showerer yes or no like morning night and immediately I went to morning because I gotta hop in the shower as soon as I get up wakes me up makes me feel good we don't have to go over for the 400th time that I have the worst hair on planet Earth. So a morning shower is appropriate and uh, all things necessary for me. So I clicked morning and I don't even remember what the results of the poll were. But her next slide on the Instagram story was, Ew, I'm so grossed out by everybody that said you shower in the morning. I never go into my bed at night with all the germs from the day on me. Even if I get home at two in the morning and I'm like drunk, I always take a shower at night. And I'm like, whoa, 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 sister. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You tricked me. I thought this was an either or situation. I like to shower at night too to wipe off my germs from the day, even though I don't believe in germs. Germs build character girls okay so little germs every now and again is fine I let my dog sleep in the bed okay don't lecture me about germs in the evening time but she totally tricked me I thought she meant that it was one or the other I shower at both okay so if anybody's wondering how clean the botanista is if I've gone to the gym if I've had myself a day If I was just a little sweaty or I just want to feel really good by the time my head hits the silk pillow in my silk pillowcase head wrap, just know that I want to be clean, okay? Anyway, moving on to the show, which of course, as you know, is presented to you by Miller Lite and the Albany Times Union. I have a great 
Albany Times Union topic to get to in the meat of the podcast if we make it there. This is a morning recording, so I got to get my freaking shit together to get this episode out for you. Obviously, if you're listening to this, this episode is out for you. So I did my job. I exceeded or at least met all expectations for me. But I don't know if you can tell from my voice, from my strong intro here on this holy day, but I am fired up. And there is really only one thing that can get a girl fired up early in the week, and that is the sight, the sounds, and the smells of a vacation coming up. Oh my God. Now, I'm not the type to say, oh my God, when was the last time I had a vacation? I need time off. Where's my PTO? I don't know why I just sounded like I was like literally rolling over on the ground like after I got stomped on after saying that. But I enjoy the time that I have, whether it's a Friday here, a Monday there. I have visited friends. I have done things that don't quite classify as a vacation, but they classify as PTO, getting the hell out of town, waving au revoir to the 518 for a quick weekend, or staycation. You guys know I'm a big staycation girl, so it's not like it's been forever since I've been on a vacation. However, I will be gone for nine days, I believe, and that is the longest I have been away from my home in... Oh my God, I don't even know. The last time I was away for that long, I was away for seven days when my mom and I went to Rio in Brazil and we didn't get kidnapped. We made it back with full bags of clothes and shoes and purses and everything we bought while we were there. Great tans, rested, relaxed. It was a wonderful vacation, tropical AF. Now, I'm not really, uh, maybe I'm going tropical this time, but the first order of business here, I am hoping that many of you have been to Nashville, Tennessee, because that is where the start of my nine-day vacay kicks off, and I'm going for a bachelorette party. It's one of my best friends in the whole wide world. I'm so excited. Her maid of honor, who lives in the city, has planned this party to a freaking T. It is going to be a blast. I am enthused by the itinerary, except for the fact that there's no stripper moment on there. I thought we got a stripper moment at bachelorette parties. I'm just kidding. I've never seen any movies, so I don't even know why I would be led to believe that. But Nashville is one of those places on my list for travel that I've kind of avoided because I knew I would always end up there for a bachelorette party. So I figured that would be the best way to experience the city what is it? It's not the city of brotherly love. It's the, I mean, obviously it's a music city, Dolly Parton, Vanderbilt, I don't know, um, honky tonk. I've been using the emoji with the cowboy hat an insane amount of time since I figured out I was going to Nashville. So what I'm really wondering though, and what I could really use a little bit of advice on is what the hell am I going to wear? And I know I'm the one that should be telling you what to wear. And I do. And by the way, I'm so sorry. I know some of you are texting me and DMing me saying, I I don't have a jean jacket that's cropped. I hope that's okay. Don't worry, girls. You still look cute in your jean jackets. I'm just saying, forward thinking, your next trip to Crossgates Mall, online, otherwise, 
Just see if you can find something a little cropped. That's all. That's my only word of advice for you on that. But it's okay if you still have a long jean jacket. I'll still love you. I'll still give you that follow back. Don't worry. But I'm so excited for like the some of the cliche elements of this vacation that I've really toyed around with cowboy boots. I'm not going to lie. Now, I've said unspeakable things about cowboy boots in years past. If you've ever been a bridesmaid in a wedding and you've worn cowboy boots, God bless you. You are going to heaven. You have done something brave and selfless that most people would never do, including myself. So you're on a totally different pedestal because there is no time, there is no place for cowboy boots in a bridal party, in a wedding, unless you're marrying Blake Shelton, I suppose. But for a bachelorette party in Nashville, I think I could really rock a pair of cowboy boots. If I wasn't freaking 4'11", if I wasn't 4'11", I would be bringing a pair of cowboy boots to Nashville. I've heard that the vibe is pretty casual. My girl Kara at Shop Diner has a red leather 6.5, I don't know why I said that, six and a half pair of cowboy boots on Diner, her vintage site that I have been eyeing for months, but I don't need. I totally forgot when I texted Kara about the boots, I said, you know, do you still have them? Whatever, you know, should, do you think I should wear them to Nashville? Like, I think she would be a good source to bounce that off of, right? And she's like, you have a pair of uh, cow print cowboy boots, which I totally forgot. Insta pick from way back in the fall. I do have a pair of cowboy boots from Diner that are vintage. They're cow print, which is not sophisticated for me to say at all, but I don't know what else they're called. And she's like, you have those. Those would be fabulous. Then I started racking my brain in my closet. I have an orange suede slouchy pair. I wouldn't necessarily call them cowboy boots from Jeffrey Campbell slash free people. I have that tall pair. They're also Jeffrey Campbell. They're floral print. Those are a little too wintry because they're like knee high boots. But I realized, okay, slow it down. Spend that money on your bar tab and maybe don't buy the red leather pair If you really want to wear cowboy boots in Nashville, look, this is therapy for me because I never called my therapist back, by the way. Should probably do that soon. I am talking myself into or out of buying another pair of cowboy boots live on this Tuesday show. So that's a good thing. But if you've been there, let me know. Is it cool to wear cowboy boots? Is it not cool to wear cowboy boots? I'm not really sure what other things I could incorporate. I'm probably not going the cowboy hat route. I would love to because I love hats. I have so many favorite hats that I cherish. It hides my horrible hair. However, traveling, especially on a nine-day vacay with a hat in tow, is probably the second most annoying thing to bring on a plane with you besides a baby. I mean, it is, unless you, first of all, okay, you can't even wear it. Because it's going to not feel good on the plane. It's going to be bumping against the seat. You don't want it on your lap. God forbid you have to save some overhead storage for it. No one is going to be happy about that. I've dropped and slid so many things on the bottom floor of the plane that are supposed to go in front of your feet. And then just end up sliding three rows, four rows ahead of you. And trust me, if one of my hats slid three or four rows, 
Somebody's picking it up and rocking it. They're rocking it all the way to Nashville, not me. So I can't let that happen. I can't leave that up to chance. So I do feel like cowboy boots might be my best bet. However, this is a long trip. Going out to California after. Not a huge fan of socks, like in general. Just fun fact about me. So I don't love the idea that I would be like hot and wearing socks underneath these cowboy boots and then dragging them to California with me. But I'm all about a good photo op. I'm all about dressing for the occasion, dressing for the Nashville bridesmaid I want and strive to be. So TBD, let me know. Do I bring cowboy boots to Nashville or do I not? If I was 5'7", we wouldn't even be having this conversation. But the legs are resembling a tree trunk right now. I mean, I have these beautiful trees surrounding me here in Saratoga Springs. And I have two of them coming out of my waist or my hips. So I just don't know if it would be the most flattering move for me. But I would do it for the sake of the party. I would do it for the sake of a good time. So as I pack my suitcase, as I deploy every ounce of serum, of tea tree oil, of self-tanner, I got to get ready for this trip. I got to be looking good. I got to find my disposable camera. That's going to be a fun one. And then just to close out the trip plans, I will be sending you next week's podcast live from Nashville. Not really live. Pre-recorded from Nashville. As I wait for my boyfriend to meet me, I'm staying at a super hip I'm pretty sure, like, I'm not saying it's the Dolly Parton Hotel, but it's the one with the Dolly Parton bar at the top. It's, like, all, like, pink and gaudy and everything that I want it to be. Total vibes. So I'm going to bring my pink little mic. They're probably going to think it's a vibrator when they open up my bag at TSA and they check it out because that is what my mom thought it was when she saw it in my closet the first time I started producing the show on my own from my computer. But I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring my laptop. Ooh, I'm a big no computer when you travel, girl. Not because I need to be fully checked out, but because it's just another large piece of equipment that I don't trust myself or need to bring. You know, I'll use it for this one show and then I won't use it all week, but it's worth it. I mean, I'm bringing a freaking cocktail shaker for our cocktail competition during the bachelorette party for an espresso martini. So I know I'm not packing light, but... I will record a show in Nashville. I will probably be absolutely dead to the world. It's going to be a bender. I'm going to need a quick recharge before my boyfriend gets there. We will spend a night in Nashville and then make our way to California, LA for a few days, and then Palm Springs, which is my favorite place in the world. And surprise to no one, my future wedding venue, don't tell him. Just kidding. I already told him. He said yes once. Until I showed him the forecast, which shows that it's going to be 111 degrees while we're there. So just pretend desert heat is a thing and there's no moisture in the air and it's not humid. I'm just going to say the whole time it's going to be dry. It's not going to be a dry vacay. None of that. Nothing will be dry besides the temps and the lack of humidity in the air. So I'm so excited to check out a little bit. Go away, see some new sites, take a bunch of pics, have a bunch of fun, just see something different for a while. California is obviously a pretty big commitment to go all the way out there, so I'm hoping it's a good trip. Things are somewhat normal. I know there's masks reinstated in a couple places 
you know, but I'm feeling overall very hopeful and positive and excited to be reunited with some of my favorite places, some of my favorite people, and to bring you a show on the road since I am so independent over here now and can do anything and everything I set my mind to, which speaking of, just going to throw a little teaser out there. I might be about to do another thing. If you listen a few months ago, I said how much I hate the phrase, so I did a thing. Well, I might do another thing. So keep your eyes out for a lot more buttonies to coming this fall. I'm very excited. I was driving home from work yesterday in a literally bright orange outfit. I looked like a walking clementine or a rolling clementine. That's, yes, a weight joke and a color of my outfit joke. I left work yesterday listening to Liquor Store by Remy Wolf, which is on my Nobody Asked Me But playlist. I am listening to that song on repeat. I have a very bad habit of being a repeat listener when I hear a favorite song. There's only so many tunes out there, so when I find one that sticks, I beat it to a pulp. Oh! (laughs) I'm so funny. I'm a morning person, okay? I beat it to a pulp. Get it? My Clementine outfit. I was feeling so good yesterday on top of the world, like I can literally do anything I set my mind to, which is cliche, impossible, and impossible all at once. Started making some jokes in my stand-up journal. I'm like, what do I want to be? Do I want to be a comedian? Do I want to be a podcast host? What do I want to be? I'm going to freaking do it. So I was feeling good yesterday, but it's probably the pre-vacation mentality setting in. Did uh, Fasig Tipton, I don't know, Fasig Tipton with my mom yesterday, the senior botanista showing up everybody in a cute little romper. Speaking of tree trunk legs, she has the opposite. She's got like skinny little birch tree legs. She looked phenomenal in that outfit, some burgundy pumps. So we are just sliding right into vacation vibes. She helped me out with that on a Monday and I'm just feeling good. I'm feeling like I was going to say inevitable, which is not a good one. I'm feeling invincible, even though one topic I forgot to bring up, I'll take the last two minutes of the first 20 and then we'll transition into some Times Union content. It's funny that I just naturally said I was feeling invincible yesterday because I was in the car with my, I, I'm, he's not my stepson, Carter. And he asked me, for some reason, he asked me how old I was, which he already knows that. And I said, I'm 27. He goes, wow. He goes, you're young. I was like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you. Do you want to hug me? No, he never wants to hug me. He's 14. I'm like, thank you so much for saying that because by the sense of your wow, I thought you were going to say I was old. And I always let him take control of the music in the car once I've gotten my repeat listening out. And we were listening to some of his rap playlists and songs and we're talking about Nipsey Hussle. I was like, oh, that's the one who died. And then I don't know if it was a little Uzi Vert or some other rapper and he was like yeah there was like this big hoax where he said he thought he was gonna die this year and he didn't die but it was like all these rumors and I was like blah blah and that got me thinking about the 27 club or whatever because Carter kind of knew about it he was like he said he was gonna die at 27 and he didn't and it all kind of came to a head for me and I was like oh my god I have two more months to not die I literally have two more months to say I officially survived the 27 Club, which if you don't know, there's a list of Hollywood greats, musicians. I could be wrong if I name them, but I think like Kurt Cobain, James Dean, 
Amy Winehouse. There's a lot of famous people that were destined for greatness that died at the age of 27. Now, listen, I'm not that cocky. You can tell me I'm destined for greatness, please. Yes, my ears are open. My eyes and ears are open to all the greatness you think I could achieve. I'll take it from you. I'm not going to take it from me. I can't say that out loud. I can think it. I can think it up here. Get that Billy Floyd mentality. I can think that I'm the greatest up here, but I'm not going to say it. So I'm not saying that I'm 27 club worthy at all. We know that. I'm living in upstate New York and I'm 27 and I'm still not cool. So we're not quite there yet. However, accidents happen. And wouldn't it just be freaking ironic as hell if I did die at 27, which I don't think is going to happen. If it does, you have this all on the record. I'm sure Jack would create a nice video montage of me. I'm not going to lie. I do think about uh, death, which, oh, dark. Didn't mean to go there. But in a funny way, I'm like, at least I am on camera. Like, you guys would have a freaking bomb-ass video highlight of my life if he didn't delete all this footage. Or at least he can use fbdown.net to download it and put together a compilation, a celebration of my life. But I've tried to kick this thought, right? This is not anything that we want to talk about. I just said how excited I was for vacation, how things are looking up in my life and how obnoxious that truck that just drove by me was, but the lighting was better outside than inside. I'm just going to pretend to talk over it. Okay, construction. Bye. Bye. Good time for a sip break though of my shitty coffee. That's for sure. So, oh my God, can you hear the trucks? Am I being obnoxious? I need a recording studio. If I ever make it past the 27 Club and I get a place with proper lighting and proper audio recording, then you'll know I made it regardless of my age, even if I'm like Oprah's age. It's never too late. Anyway, I needed to kick the thought of this 27 thing because there's no use of driving around, commuting, thinking that anything bad is going to happen to you at any given moment. We know that. And by the way, yes, I did mention earlier I didn't call my therapist back. It's all coming full circle, okay? Anyway, tried to kick the thought until I, a 27-year-old, was at the orthodontist yesterday for the first time in five or six years. And on my chart, she first of all asked me to take a picture of my x-ray, like my teeth, which I had to pay for, which I didn't ask for. Nobody asked me for an x-ray yesterday. I didn't ask them for an x-ray, but you have to get one. It's part of the standard procedure. Fair. And then the lady's like, do you want to take a picture of your x-ray? So like you have it and I have it and your dentist has it. And I'm like, sure, I'll play along. I'll waste iPhone iCloud storage on a picture of my teeth. So I took it. But then in the bottom corner, I noticed it says 27 years in 10 months. And I was like, oh my God, like, is this a sign? The countdown's on. I just need to survive the next 60 days and everybody in my life is keeping tabs on that. So that's just a quick little segue or uh, anecdote or neither of those words make sense. A quick aside, if you will, a quick tangent, not one of my favorite words, reminds me of math. Math is terrifying and you don't need it, kids. All you need is an Apple iPhone calculator. All right, we're just over 23 minutes. I want to close the show in 30 because I need to get this edited and uploaded and make my way to the rest of my day. However, I must talk about my friends and the people that I am so lucky and grateful, humble brag to write for the Times Union. I saw a lot of back and forth on Twitter as what I'm going to describe right now is 
an appreciation on a national scale for our local newspaper amidst all of the Andrew Cuomo drama going on here. It's more than drama, right? This is scandal. This is nearing impeachment levels. This is unspeakable actions by, again, another white man, this curly-headed fuck who has remained in power for multiple terms here in Albany. He comes from the powerhouse of the Cuomo family. He's got Kennedy bloodlines. He's got young daughters, which freaks me out. The fact that he was sexually harassing and being predatory to girls that are the same age as his own daughters blows my mind. But the reason why I want to talk about it is, A, of course, always props to the women that came forward, especially the one that did the CBS slash Times Union exclusive interview on TV. She put a face to it, as many of the other women have over the past few months. Always got to shout out how brave they are. They're setting a good example for their kids, for other women in politics or business anywhere, in any realm, any industry. It has to take an incredible amount of strength to do that, knowing that you're basically ruining, you know, 25 to 50 percent of your own life and ability to move on and do what you need to do by coming forward and having to deal with this. I read an article yesterday in the New York Times about Rachel Yucatel, who was the one of the many mistresses to Tiger Woods. Fascinating story, by the way. She first got known when she lost her fiance in 9-11 and she became a very public face during the search for any, you know, living survivors crazy then she moves to Vegas gets hooked up in the nightclub scene had a really awesome job and met Tiger Woods and her whole life was ruined after that scandal which was consensual but he had enough money and power to ruin her life when he was just at fault as at fault as she was and here we are a decade some later and she's a struggling mom she never got the money she was asked for she can't get a job unless it's to do things that are related to seeking arrangement and it's awful it's a crazy story and that that made me feel sad that you know she was able to come forward and and bring light to it but got screwed over because again of power and in the male dominant effect that these these scandals can take so props to the girls that came out hope that justice is served here whatever that means obviously still a lot ongoing but the real reason why I wanted to talk about it was because you know I'm the biggest fangirl of the Albany Times Union. And within the past week or so, their two top guys, Casey Seiler and Brendan Lyons, who are phenomenal reporters, have the most integrity. They follow all of the rules and then some. They've been featured on MSNBC, CNN. They produced the Times Union, had this exclusive with CBS when Brittany Camisso came out yesterday. They were in the New York Times multiple times, the New Yorker. I love to read. I subscribe to the New York Times. I read every free article I can on other sites until I end up eventually subscribing. Obviously, I've subscribed to the Times Union. So to see our local paper be rewarded and praised for chasing down this story over the past several years, their biggest breakthrough, I would say, which not many people knew until all of this came out with the report, um, the Attorney General report, that is, is the fact that the Times Union uncovered this story that Cuomo wanted a female uh, state trooper on his detail. 
and she was appointed to the position without the required number of years of experience. And the Cuomo team, his administration, helped hide the fact that he let this woman rise through the ranks just so he could have her on his detail. Eventually, she ends up coming out and saying that she was um, sexually harassed by him as well. And that was a huge credit to the Times Union in knocking down, chasing that story, among many other things that have come through over the past several months, whether it's the nursing home stuff, more of the sexual harassment scandal. But to be able to read about Albany, New York, which for some reason they still describe as sleepy, small town, not that many people, which I disagree. I feel like there's a lot of people. I just read that Stewart sold 3 million egg witches last year. How do you sell 3 million egg witches to only 400,000 people? I tried to do the math. That's like people are buying like three egg witches a week or something, four egg witches a week. I don't know. I would say we have a lot of people here in the capital region, but regardless of the the sleepy terms that national journalists use to describe our city and our capital, it is truly an honor. And I know that sounds like hyperbole or over exaggerating here, but it's so cool. It's so cool to read these stories about how hard these journalists have worked through really horrible times when the media is being criticized like crazy, when they've been dealt with all the blows of the pandemic and changing storylines and chasing down things that they never thought they would be chasing down. I'm so proud that I write shitty, fluffy real estate features for a paper that is now getting all of this, you know, recognition and attention. It's a job well done. If you haven't subscribed to read Nexium content, which by the way is the other story they should get a ton of credit for. They were featured in some of the Keith Raniere documentaries and they got a, a little bit of credit. I don't know if they got quite as much as they deserved for uncovering the craziest sex cult in the, you know, the Northeast slash East Coast slash maybe the country in quite some time. So if you haven't subscribed to read that content, you could start there. Or you could subscribe and read all the content that they've put forth on this Cuomo stuff. Check out the articles in the New York Times, the New Yorker, Q&As. It's really been phenomenal to watch. I interviewed Casey Seiler a year ago on this exact show. And I made a fool of myself per usual, but still had a great conversation with him. So the fact that now me and the New York Times and the New Yorker all have uh, the Times Union in common and the fact that we've had the chance to interview some of these really incredible journalists with the most integrity and skill set and chops that I've seen is so cool. And it's happening right in our backyard. So if you haven't checked out the Albany Times Union yet, please, what the actual F are you waiting for? I assume it's that you don't follow me on Twitter so you didn't know about this because I always tweet this kind of stuff because I know I'll get the favorites and the retweets from the people in the biz. But now you've heard it on the podcast. It's important for you to do your civic duty and make your brain bigger is what I always say. All right. Oh, we're doing good. I think we might do this under 30. My last topic is not really a topic at all. Oh, no, we're already over 30. Fuck that. My last topic is not a topic. It is just a quick story for my friend Kelly. If you're there, I know you're listening because I told her I have a funny little story to close out today's show. Kelly is a wedding and event planner in uh, Clifton Park, Troy, Capital Region area. She is French, so I love following her. Her accent is adorable. Her baby is cuter. We talked about her months ago. There was a funny video of her trying to feed her baby. I can't remember exactly what he was doing, but it was adorable. And I talked about that on the show. And the other day, Kelly posted an impromptu Instagram story 
of something that she was gifted anonymously, a package sent to her house. Now, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. It's happened to my mom a few times where we just get mysterious packages. I remember a friend of mine, Alex, who owns Alexandra's Beauty. She said that her mom was getting sent a bunch of random stuff from Amazon. Like, I think it was like a men's pair of shoes, like just random stuff. People, I think, get really nervous that it's like, I don't know, like terrorist organization. Like, I have no idea what you think it is. But when you get a random package, especially if you're not expecting a gift, like, who do you think? You know, do you return it? Do you look it up? Is it a mistake? You don't really know. So Kelly posts this video of a package that is clearly describes what it is on the outside on the cardboard. And it was a bidet. It was a a bidet attachment that you put on your toilet. If you don't know what a bidet is, you can Google it or I can give you the uh, bidet for dummies version, which is it cleans your bum. It washes your ass. That is not going to be the title of this episode, even though I've called it back now. This is the second time. A bidet washes your bum after you go to the bathroom. And you can buy this attachment for your toilet that, you know, you don't have to install the Japanese traditional version. You can just make your good old American toilet into a shower for your bum. And Kelly was kind of laughing. She's like, wow, looks pretty cool. Um, You know, thank you to whoever sent this to me. And it was called Tushy. So (laughs) I can't even say it. It was called Tushy. And as she was describing it, showing off the packaging, I was like, wow, that would actually be like pretty fun. Like, you know, I'm all about bathroom humor. I'm all about having a clean bum. So I love Summer's Eve, by the way. If you don't want, if you want the the cheap version, just buy a little pack of Summer's Eve, $2 at Target, refresh yourself, get that pH in check, girls. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm very easily influenced by Instagram and friends and anybody ever. Like, I mean, I'm not like going to get kidnapped and walk into a car with candy, but I'm pretty easily influenced. So I hate to say it because who knows who's listening, but I'm at work and I just, for some reason, I was feeling so confident that like the website, like, you know how sometimes you just Google something and you don't know, like you just Google it, like Google, you know, Max London's, I don't know. And then, it, you know, you find, oh, Max London, Saratoga, you click on it and you're on maxlondons.com. But you didn't know for sure that the URL was Max London's. It could have been Max London, Saratoga or whatever. So for some reason, and I should have known better, I should have just Googled Tushy or Tushy Bidet or something. But instead, I'm like, all right, this name is so unique. It is, it's got to just be Tushy.com. So I literally called during work to Tushy.com and it is a gaping vagina. It is a porn website, my friends. It is the inner depths of a V that I have not gone to any lengths to investigate and examine myself. I couldn't even get myself this as spread wide as this woman was into a mirror if I tried nor would I try let's clear that for sure I landed on a freaking porn site in the middle of the workday when I typed in tushy.com full screen on my google chrome it turns into a video series of sexually explicit content 
All because I was looking for a mobile attachment bidet that I could add and upgrade my toilet because I thought my family at home would get a kick out of it. I was blown away. I gasped. I clutched my pearls. I nearly fell out of my seat. I will admit I didn't X out of it as quickly as I wanted to because I was so shocked and I was like, obviously I have to talk about this so I'm like what the fuck why was I so confident the age-old example is dicks.com like when you were younger when there was like e-bombs world and shit that's a throwback that's dating my 27 years and 10 months a bit but I I I remember that I remember going to dick like friends that was like oh go to dicks.com and it's really dicksportinggoods.com so I should have known better I don't know what my subconscious was setting me up for but that's not the URL let me just before we close the show let me just check I gotta clear my uh my browser history too by the way um all right it's hellotushy.com bidet attachments tushy for people who poop start stop wiping your butt stop washing with tushy transform your restroom into the best room with our full line of tushy products so if you are interested obviously this is not an ad I just thought it would be fun it was cute Kelly got it Kelly if you have it if you're listening and you like it let us know a couple questions left on the end of this show to be answered a do I bring cowboy boots and b do I get a portable bidet attachment for my toilet at home? It's up to you. You determine my fate. I will see you next Tuesday from Nashville, Tennessee. Giddy up, bitches. The Buttonist is going on vacation, but she's not going to miss a mother freaking episode. Yeehaw! I just blew out the audio for that, but it was worth it. Yeehaw. Giddy the fuck up, girls. Let's go on vacation. I'll see you next week from Nashville, Tennessee.